Welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. As we enter this new year, our theme for the year is Catch the Wind. Our desire is that through this year, each of us would live completely reliant on the Holy Spirit and will follow Him wherever He leads us. We have Gesho Marul sharing with us today on how we can be fruitful only when we are in deep, intimate connection with God through His Spirit. Fruitfulness apart from Him is not real fruitfulness. Hi Church, it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing God's Word to you today. Uh, even as we've been going through this entire series, Catch the Wind, we've come to part four of this. And even as we heard over the last couple of weeks, the importance of the Holy Spirit is more than ever before. We started the year with a theme saying that we need to catch this wind. He's important. He's someone we can't ignore. He's someone, in fact, who's promised to us. When Jesus left this earth, he promised us that this comforter will always be with us. This person, you know, in spirit will be with us. And we can see from the book of Acts and there on, even till date, that the Holy Spirit is on the move. Many times we fail to ignore it. The problems that are around the world, the problems that are probably in our own communities, in our own cities, are the ones which are, you know, dampening the work of the Holy Spirit. But He's willing to move in and through us. And so today, even as we move into the fourth part, my title for today is Catch the Wind so that we can live fruitful lives. Yes, we need to catch the wind so that we can live fruitful lives. One of the beautiful aspects of the Holy Spirit is He wants us to bear fruit. He strengthens us. He works in and through us. And as we look through today, um, I want us to emphasize uh, clearly on what the Holy Spirit is doing. You know, the word fruitfulness or the word fruitful, if you look up in the dictionary, it means producing good results. And today, if I have to ask you, are we really fruitful? We all have uh, you know, a set criteria which will fulfill, uh, you know, what fulfillness is all about. If I had to ask a single person, you know, if uh, what's what's your sense of fruitfulness, he would say, you know what, I probably need to have um, some some other gadget that I like. I need to be probably, you know, be the right place with the right crowd. Uh, you know, it always seems very much on the exterior. And, you know, fruitfulness is, we uh, look at it from a scientific term, every farmer would want to have a fruitful year. They would love to see the harvest come the whole circle because that's when they uh, know the effort that they have put, the hard work that they have put has actually reaped them some rewards. But today, even as we spend some time to look at fruitfulness, I believe when the Holy Spirit is working in and through us, there's more that's happening in us than what's happening in the exterior. There's more that's happening within us in those quiet times, in those seasons where we feel nothing's happening. The Holy Spirit is doing, if you're dependent on Him, if you're allowing Him to work in and through us. But are we willing to travel that journey with Him? And if I ask you today, we would, you know, easily sum up everything saying, you know, if I had to ask my age group people, we would, you know, constantly have these set criteria in place to define what fruitfulness is for us. For some of us, it could be the right job. For some of us, it could be the right spouse or the partner. For some of us, it could be, you know, picture perfect children or, you know, the, 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 the way in which we like to plan a boy and a girl and things like that. For some of us, it could be having the right house in the right locality. 
It could be for some of us that financial backup that we're always looking for, you know, so that even when tough times come, that backup is there to set us through so that we are not, uh, you know, tense, we are not worried. For some of us, it could be, you know, striving. You know, we would think we are fruitful only if you have the right portfolio. For some of us, it could be having the latest of everything and we think we are fruitful. And today the world judges us based on that. Today the world judges us how fruitful you are by the pictures we put. Today the world judges you know, us by the way if you're really fruitful, if we can bring out our story in a way which is like, wow. But what happens to everything that's happening in the mundane? What happens to the quietness of the Holy Spirit working? And so today, even as we wait on the Holy Spirit, my prayer is to ask him to rewrite what fruitfulness is for each and every one of us. You know, as uh, a church, we've had a fruitful season. We've come into uh, a new year. But as I look back, fruitfulness is looking different. It's looking different. The peace of God is there. But fruitfulness to a watching world will look different from what we've experienced. And so today, I want each and every one of us to be in a place of allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and through us. He wants to, you know, do something beautiful. And even as you look through the scriptures, I believe he has something great in plan. When we catch the wind, fruitfulness is not merely meant to be seen in the evidence of it, but mostly rather in the inworking of our lives. And that will be the biggest turning point. Why do we listen to people's stories? Because something happened to them in the quietness of their room. Something happened to them in the quietness of their struggle that they were going through. And they met with the Holy Spirit and they allowed the Holy Spirit to walk in and through them. You know, a lot of us think, you know, today, because of the world that we are living in, because in the showcase world, we need to do this uh, picture perfectly. You know, in a social media world where information just passes on the next second, we can put up a fake sense of fruitfulness. And I believe God wants us to really work in and through us in those specific areas. If he wants us to really mature, if he really wants us to take that step, he wants us to be more authentic with ourselves. He wants us to take more responsibility. He wants us to take on this hard journey. Even if it's slow, God, I'm going to be committed to this so that I can bear fruit in your time, so that I can bear fruit when you want me to do. And so today, the key verse that we're taking is from John chapter 15, verses 16 to 17. The entirety of John 15 is where Jesus is talking about being uh, in a garden with the father being the gardener. And so we're going to look into that and we're going to see what it means to be fruitful. John 15, verses 16 to 17. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. I love what it says here that he wants to give us a fruit that will last. If he wants to give us fruit that will last, we need to trust the gardener because he knows what he's doing. He knows what is going to come out of this tree. And so today, you know, it says in the, the message version, the same thing. You didn't choose me, remember? I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit, fruit that won't spoil. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. But remember the root command, love one another. 
So one thing which God kind of like sets the tone here are two things. One, he says here that he has chosen us. Second thing that he says here is there's a root element here, which is love one another. So selfishness cannot come into play. So we, we think whatever you ask according to the will of the father, he puts in there. But remember, you need to love one another. So I can ask as long as it falls in alignment with God's will and the baseline is as long as I'm loving one another. So if I'm loving one another, I would ask for things different than what I would actually be asking if it's just about all for myself. And so today God wants us to really look into that in our own lives. So as I mentioned, Jesus starts off this verse by saying, you know, I chose you. And it's interesting, we are in, in the culture where the um, uh, Israelites were, you know, when Jesus went about, he was known as rabbi. Many of them say that the students went and picked who their rabbi was. They wanted to be under this person. They, his credibility was spoken of and they thought, you know what, this is the person I wanted to commit myself and, you know, be under. And so they willingly came. But here, if you look in our gospels, when you're reading, Jesus went out. He chose who he wanted. He didn't choose the top students. He didn't choose those who were intellects. He didn't choose who will make him look good. But he chose people who had a heart. Heart, or probably had a longing in their heart to do something far bigger. And that longing was not tapped and Jesus could come in and tap into those areas. He took the people who were least considered in the society to be actually people who will carry on with the mission. And what we see, he didn't make a mistake with each and every one in according to his plan and purpose. And I believe this is where God also exercises. When he chooses us, he gives us a beautiful thing about free will. That's why Judas, at the end of it, he could choose what he wanted, who he wanted to serve, whether he wanted to serve God or whether he wanted to serve those coins that he was getting from the high priests. He in, made sure that we all have that free will in the choosing also that he does. And so today, God's chosen us. And the ball is in our court, whether we choose to follow him, whether we choose to allow him to be our God, whether we choose to allow him to, you know, work in and through us. And so today, he was intentional when he chose. And God's here intentional, confirming that he's chosen you for something. Yes, it might look like you're carrying a lot of baggage. Yes, it might look like, you know what, people have called you names and categorized you. God can do something beautiful through that. Allow him to work in and through you. Yes, will it take time? It will take time. It will take time to bear fruit. But he's willing to bring everything to fruition. And when he does it, it'll be amazing. It'll be something which people around will taste and see and they'll know that the Lord is good. It's something which people will taste and see and they'll know, you know what? This guy has gone through fire, but he's come out victorious. It'll look like this guy has gone through things that were tough, but here is a testimony that the Lord's favor was upon him. So today, would you be intentional as his follower to say, Holy Spirit, I'm right here. I'm here to catch the wind. Come in and do what you want to do in me. You know, one of the things about fruits today is the fact that uh, my dad kept saying this, you know, um, probably at least for the last 15, 20 years, you know, whatever we are eating is genetically modified, GMO. But I took that small abbreviation. I'm like, you know what? We need to be God modified. We're not going to be genetically modified. What does genetically modified means? You suddenly have a watermelon that's like, you know, coming of a good size without any seeds. You have bananas that are really nice. They've, they've, something has been done in the seed stage. 
it's been done to serve a particular purpose so that people will buy people will know it looks good it appears well and today if you're going to bear fruits you're going to go more than appearance you're going to go more than appearance appearance is one thing tasting is another thing so today can we move from being genetically modified i don't know what area you're really looking at you know what if this one area you know if i was 4 inches taller i think i would be you know in god's will to do everything according to if i was two day two shades you know lighter i probably would have the best things happening to me in the world or you know what if i was probably a couple of inches you know no not wider but at least thinner i probably would have had better things happening in my life i would have been less bullied let me tell you today god created you as you are and god's willing to work with you god's not here to modify what is created god's mo- here to modify what is within us what is within us changes what's within us you know absorbs from culture from years from different years of experience he's willing to modify that why does he want to modify that so that you'll become the fruit that you were created to be so that you'll be someone who can taste and see and the person will see that the lord is good at when we read in galatians we read the fruits of the spirit and i believe today the church we are in desperate need of exhibiting these fruits of the spirit we are living in a world which is less tolerant we are living in a world that is less you know loving and god's wanting us to step into those areas with fruits of his spirit so would you allow him to modify you inside out inside out yes it will look different we will speak differently we will be different and that's the beauty about unity unity is not about uniformity it's about us being there wherever he's called us and bringing out the fruits of the spirit wherever he's called us to do and so today, even as we look into the scriptures we're going to look into two key things as to what i've you know has been highlighted to me and i believe as god speaks to you he'll start working in and through you the first thing is when we are fruitful you know we are fruit when we catch the wind we are fruitful only when we remain in him yes when we remain in him we are only fruitful when we remain in him you know uh, john chapter 15 verses 5 to 8 goes on to say i am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and i in you you will bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing if you do not remain in me you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burnt if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples as we read this you know i've highlighted the word remain because for our generation for our time it's tough to remain we are all busy bodies we are all wanting to be on the move what does remain mean in greek remain means abide it means you can come you can comfortably sit here knowing that there's going to be peace i know how many of you travel and then but you're longing to come back home you go out it's nice to stay in a, a hotel it's nice to travel around but the comfort of walking into your own space you know walking into your own home and for those of you who moved to different homes you know who probably have been moving different homes over a period of time you'll notice every time you walk in that's your place where you would that's where you call it home so today god wants us to find that comfort zone when it comes to him 
so that we can abide in him. What does abide in him mean? It means that whatever is happening outside, it means the weather, it means the winds, it means, you know, the, the, the surroundings, whatever happens outside, I still am confident in abiding in him, in remaining in him, knowing that he has me. And this is, as much as it's a message for the church, it's a message for each and every one of us. You know, life is hard. Life is hard. For some of us, we suddenly have unexpected losses. For some of us, we suddenly have lost a, a family member. For some of us, we've, you know, suddenly have to deal with a situation uh, where, you know, we've, we thought it will go well, but it didn't go well. But today, God's wanting to say, will you abide in me? Because he will be that anchor. We say that anchor in the storm, this is like us planted in his garden. The trials of the world, the troubles of the world will come. But I'll be confident knowing my God is with me. My God is for me. So today, as we heard this, he wants us to bear fruit only when we remain in him. When we remain in him. Today, a lot of us are trying to manufacture the fruit. We are trying to, you know, uh, just because we say, uh, you know, I love you, doesn't mean we actually love. It's seen in our actions. There's a complete disconnect between what we say and what we do. To a watching world, we, we can act it all out. But God wants us to find that intimate place with him so that we will be able to rest and abide in him. Knowing that he will take care, knowing that he will tend to us, knowing that he will come, he will, you know, uh, water us, he will dig the soil, he will do what is necessary to make us grow as long as we are willing to abide. Which means I come back to his word every day. I know that this is my sustenance. This is why he speaks to me. I know that when I am quiet, when I'm praying, that's why he's, I'm connecting with him. I draw intimacy with him. And it's in this abiding that I'm able to have that deep intimacy with him. So today, in your singleness, can you abide in him? In your separation, if you're going through, it's already tough, but will you choose to abide in him? In your busyness of my delivery of the pregnancy that you're having, would you abide in him? For those of you who've been longing to have a child, would you abide in him? For those of you who've been playing the role of a busy spouse, who feel like you know running from pillar to post, would you also abide in him? Abide in him. When I, when I say abide, it doesn't mean you're not called to do anything. It's just when you're abiding in him, your spirit is calm. And you know exactly what to do. You're obedient to what he's asking you to do. You're allowing the gardener to tend to you. He will shape you. He will do things to you that will that will seem hard, but he will do it because he loves and cares for you. Verse 3 says, we have already responded to the truth. Now we need to remain in him and allow his truth to work in and through us. So as we remain, his truth, what his word says, for some of us, the season might be of waiting. He's telling us, wait, I'm with you. For some of you, it might be in a season of uh, exploring and seeing things happen. He's saying, I'm there with you. For some of you, it might be in the time of dealing with the bad news or probably a negative report. He's saying, I'm here with you. As long as we have our support systems placed around us, we will never be able to abide in him. 
as long as we have support systems. So today, what are your support systems? For some of us, the support systems is our spouse. For some of us, our support systems, even after being married, is still our parents. First, let's listen to the Holy Spirit. Because if you cannot listen to the Holy Spirit and if you're only listening to them, we will soon realize we're trying to please them and not God. I would rather please God and in turn, I'll be able to honor my parents well. Please God, that should be our, our, our primary motive. So what is God calling? In your abiding, God will call you to leave certain things. God will call you to, you know, cut off certain support systems. For a lot of us, it could be friends. Friends who probably are good company, but not necessarily good advice. Or not even the advice that you need to be leaning on and taking on. Would you allow the Holy Spirit to come into those places and be the person who speaks into your ear? Haley Baker says this beautifully. She says, all fruitfulness flows from intimacy. And I want to tell you, church, today, I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful in the different roles that I'm playing. And I feel like I'm not fruitful in most roles that I'm playing. Because it feels like I'm striving for an exterior appearance. And God was reminding me, get shom, no, be intimate with me and fruitfulness will happen. When intimacy is there, you will realize that you are only doing things to please him and no one else. You're only doing things to please him so that his will and plan and purpose will come. So today, would we be sensitive and commit to abiding in him? To be saying, God, I want to abide in you. I want to be there confidently. No matter what happens, I want to be with you. Can that be our prayer? The second thing is, we are fruitful only when we give him an all-access pass. Yes, you heard me right. We are fruitful only when we give him an all-access pass. Uh, I know how many of you have gone for concert shows or for conferences, uh, but the all-access pass is a big deal. It gives you access into every room. It gives you access into every area. You know, we used to have a garden at home and then we have a small patch of uh, lawn now. And so when the gardener comes, he comes confidently knowing that he has access to every area of wherever the plants are. He, he has that access. And so today, if we want to be fruitful, we need to allow God to have an entire access in our heart. And I had access within our spirit man. Because he will come in and he will do things which will hurt us, which will, you know, shake us up, which will, you know, cause us to think twice, but he's doing it for our good. So can we read on these verses? It says in John chapter 15 verses 1 to 4, I am the true wine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the wine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So when Jesus is using this entire theme of remain in me and, you know, the immediate thing that we see is when we remain in him, he also cuts off things which don't produce fruit. He's like son and daughter. Why are you carrying something which is just heavy for you? Let me release you of that. He suddenly is like, you know what? This Friendship is not going anywhere. 
cut it off. It's a soul dependency that you're having. Cut it off. This sudden dependency that you're having on your parents, cut it off. I'm going to be your father and mother right now. Listen to what I'm saying. Do what I'm asking you to do. Today, our sudden dependency on you know money and the love for money, he'll suddenly cut it off. He'll suddenly cut off those uh, areas which we are taking pride in. Because pride and him can't go hand in hand. And the theme that we see happening here is Jesus wants us to be dependent on him. He loves it when we are dependent on him. He wants us to remove our dependency on self. Because what happens when you're dependent on self is our motives are selfish. We are only looking to gratify ourselves. And that's what Galatians constantly keeps talking. The, the, the fruit of the spirit versus the fruit of the flesh. The fruit of the flesh is myself. Everything that I want. Everything that I need. And then suddenly you see here the fruit of the spirit is something different. It causes me to love one another. It causes me to think about others much better than myself. And so today, church, can we allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us? Yes, as I read, he's going to cut off those branches which are bearing no fruit. He doesn't love, uh, you know, us carrying that extra weight. He says, I will go with you. I'm willing to share the yoke with you. My burden is easy and my yoke is light. I'll be in step with you as long as you listen to me. So today we can't say, God, I want to be in step with you, but I'm going to carry my baggage. No, he's going to cut that off. He's going to say the baggage is over. Move on. Get over. Deal with it. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes we get to um, sit and talk with youngsters and they all talk about their relationship and things like that. And to them, their relationship is the biggest thing. And I've realized uh, in the midst of everything that till they come to an understanding of what they want out of that relationship, whatever advice they listen, they're not going to take it. They need to find that out for themselves. And we all have to come to that realization, God, I'm, I'm giving you full control. I'm giving you an all-access pass. Would you come in and would you prune that area? Yeah, and if you see the gardener, the beautiful thing I've seen our gardener do it because I wanted to learn how does he prune. You know, it's not like I suddenly developed a love for um, gardening. It's just it came out of necessity. Um, we were in Australia and we were staying in a home, and by the local council law, you're you're supposed to maintain your lawn, and I had to go to Bunnings and get uh, a lawnmower and get some tools, and you know I would probably just trim uh, all the uh, the the plants so that it doesn't cover the window you know that was my um that was my what do you say my the best of my gardening techniques which i would say i knew and um, but after i saw our gardener here you know when he's actually pruning he knows which one should be cut where and the slice that he does is so fine it looks nice but i know it's painful because the wound is so fresh and honestly, if you if you ask me, and I can, I know Tina will second to that, is the fact that these last few years have been like a season of pruning. Every time we take God's word, it seems like God's pruning us. Every time we want to do something, God's pruning our motives. God's pruning our intentions. God's pruning our, okay, are you doing this so that it will fulfill and desire for yourself or are you doing it for the kingdom? God's pruning every area. This is one side of it. God's pruning things in our family. Things which I hold so dear, God's pruning and saying, no, you can't be like this as a husband. And so today, what is it that God's wanting to prune in your life? 
pruning will be tough pruning will be painful it will seem like god i was bearing fruit here why suddenly does it feel like i'm not bearing fruit god's pruning god's increasing the capacity for that particular you know uh fruit bearing stem to bear more fruit i wish i knew more uh, botanical terms to actually put out there but my uh, understanding of science is very limited but what i've gathered you know from reading about what a gardener does is so beautiful i love how god's brought the imagery of a wine dresser here at this point he prunes because he cares no gardener prunes for the for the heck of it a gardener prunes because he cares for his plants a gardener prunes so that the plant will yield more so how loving of a god do we have that he wants to prune us so that we can be fruitful more that we'll be able to bear much fruit that we'll be able to do more than we, can, we have ever thought or imagined and here he's saying you can do all this you can ask all this because i am your god and as long as it falls in alignment with me in fact i was just uh, making a note as to why would a, a farmer actually prune you know it says that they would remove specific portions of the trees roots buds or branches why because they may be dead because of pests and disease even we may not know it but god knows that this will cause a decay this will cause a stench this will cause the entire tree to shrivel and die but if i prune him now i can set him up to come out stronger so for a lot of us you know what life has been hard we've gone through certain circumstances certain situations certain things which we completely question god saying why did a good god allow but honestly we need to look back and say a good god was there when i was going through it the beautiful thing about a gardener and his plants is the amount of intimacy that they have you can see that pruning just doesn't happen in one stage it's just not when it's coming out of the ground no it happens every stage and i was just recalling the life of daniel and you see this young man move into a foreign land and it seems like every season he was being pruned pruned not to go lower but pruned for something higher with every administration change and so today if we will allow him to do that in our lives i'm sure a lot of us are especially with life circumstances with you know uh, with 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 a divorce that's come through with a separation that's come through with a marriage that's in the rocks which with with suddenly becoming a parent and not expecting to be a parent for some of us are longing to be married and yet waiting all these situations for parents not to see their prayers answered for parents to see their children in tough places right now for parents to actually see their kid going through an addiction issue who's going through uh, a therapy session because of abuse all this allow god to work in and through you for those of you who are going in that journey allow yourselves to remain because god wants to bring out something beautiful it says here in the quietness of what the holy spirit does he is working he is working so that we'll be healthy he is working so that we'll be fruitful he'll be he's working so that we'll grow to a better size and to a plant that will bear more fruit he's pruning us so that 
there'll be a preventive maintenance so that we can be sorted out while we are still growing and young he regularly prunes us so that he can maintain and protect and help us with long term maintenance you and i need the holy spirit more than ever before today we need the holy spirit more than ever before as we read we read in timothy paul writes this to uh timothy an exhortation and he says in first timothy chapter 1 verses 15 to 17 he says here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance christ jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom i am the worst but for that very reason i have shown mercy so that in me the worst of sinners christ jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life now to the king eternal immortal invisible the only god be honor and glory forever and ever amen paul writes to timothy you know and paul writes here he says i am the greatest of sinners he comes to a place saying that i have been i'm constantly being pruned you know the thing about is paul could have stood in this pedestal and said you know what i was like this but now today look where i am i've planted these many churches i'm doing this i've set up elders i've done all this but god constantly has been pruning him time and again and here when he makes his admission that i am the greatest of sinners he's coming here to um portray that he lacked patience there was a time when he had a sharp disagreement with john mark and with barnabas and he parted ways but i think over a period of time the holy spirit has worked on his patience that he's come to a place where he's like you know what i know that i'm still lacking but the holy spirit helps me in my lack and it's because of that i'm able to bear fruit and he tells timothy that you are more like a son to me today so today don't allow situations that have happened to just go by ask god god what is it that you wanted me to learn from that because those are all times when god prunes when those are times when god gives us a life lesson and that's not to go back and rewrite history but rather it's to for us to do what is needed in the future the right way david jeremiah who is uh, with twr says this beautifully the wine dresser is never nearer the branches than when he's pruning them the wine dresser is never nearer the branches than when he's pruning them so today in the midst of pruning he is the closest when he is pruning today he is willing to whisper are we willing to listen i know a lot of us will be like pruning is painful that cutting is tough it's painful it hurts the the way we have to struggle through is hard it is but he's saying church would you allow the holy spirit can we catch the wind today and when we catch the wind can we remain and abide in him as a church as individuals and can we say god we give you an all access pass do as you would with us lord do as you would with us lord if our soil needs changing repot us lord if if our shrubs and our and our root systems and if the if our stems need pruning prune us lord jesus today 
Church, can we just go into a time of prayer? Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you. Lord, I pray that, Lord, even as we heard your word, I believe you're working in and through us. I believe you're doing something in and through us. And I pray we will lean on to you. We will allow you, Lord Jesus. We thank you that, Lord, in the pruning season, you are the closest to us. Come closer to us, Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you an all-access pass. Come, draw nearer to us. I pray that, Lord, you would work in and through us. You would shape us, Lord, to who you want us to be. You would shape us so that we'll bear much fruit for your kingdom, for your glory, for the people around so that they'll be able to testify and taste of the Lord and say that he is good and that they'll be able to commit themselves to following you, to following Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. I pray, Lord, for those who are still fluttery and who are unable to settle down. Would you calm their spirits right now? Would you calm their senses right now? Would you calm their anxiety? Would you calm their spirit man right now? So that they can remain in you. So that they can remain in you, Lord Jesus. May you remain in Jesus. May his Holy Spirit be upon you. May his Holy Spirit guide you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Be with us. Strengthen us, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you would be with your children. Be with them in their going out and coming in. Go before us and take charge of us. May you be glorified and honored. In your most holy name we pray, Lord. Amen. 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 So church, even as you heard, let's make that commitment to abide in him. Let's make that commitment to say, God, you have an all-access pass. Holy Spirit, come in and prune even if it's painful, I'm willing to stand my ground. I'm willing to say, God, do what you will, so that I know at the end of it, what I bear is for your glory. What I bear is because of you. So church, as you step out this week, I pray for God's blessing to be upon you, his hand to be upon you. I pray specifically that uh, he will bless the work of your hands, that even as you dwell deep into this, allow him, go into those quiet spaces with him. Let him speak to you, minister to you. And remember that, you know, he's wanting to make you fruitful. His end objective is to make you fruitful. So allow him to work in and through you. I pray that you have a blessed week. God bless you all. We hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more messages from us, you could rate us and subscribe to our podcast channel. For more content from We Are Zion, or if you would like to get in touch with us, you can go to wearezion.in or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Most importantly, remember that whoever finds Jesus, finds life.